When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, something that we all need to do all the time and something I just want to say to you that I think is so important and that it's okay to be a mental mess. This is not an insult. This is not a bad thing. This is such a normal human thing. You like a little scientist experimenting and going through the day, not knowing what's coming up. So we literally are constantly hypothesizing and sort of second guessing and, and trying out things. And, and that's kind of messy. Being alive and just processing the events and experiences of life is a messy process. And that's totally okay. Our psychoneurobiology, our mind-brain-body connection is designed for that. It's wired for that. So it's totally okay to do that. The thing is, is not to stay in the mess. The thing is, is to clean up the mental mess, which is why I've called my podcast Cleaning Up the Mental Mess to help you. So all the little things I discuss and and, and different concepts and things are to help you to clean up the mental mess. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about something that I think is really important. And well, everything I talk about is important, but this is really something that people are complaining about a lot at the moment, and that is mental fatigue mental fatigue you talk about pandemic pandemic fatigue and election fatigue and mental fatigue i get so many people saying what is this what can you do about it i feel so mentally fatigued so in today's podcast i'm going to unpack this for you and give you a little neurocycle to help you to manage mental fatigue but before we begin i want to remind you that my annual mental health retreat is happening this year in December 2nd through the 4th of December in Texas. I am super excited in Dallas, Texas. I'm really excited, super excited, because it's in person again. And there's just, you know, there's just nothing like the dynamic of being in person with people, just that energy and being able to connect with you and talk about these these important topics of mental health. How do we cope with, you know, what we've experienced over the, over the pandemic and the increased anxiety and depression? And what is anxiety and depression in the first place? And how do we manage these things? And how do we help our kids? And how do we get back to some sort of semblance of, of, of changing, dealing with the differences and the changes in life and so on? And that's what I'm going to be addressing in my conference this year. You don't want to miss this conference. It's going to be phenomenal. There are limited spaces. I have to tell you up front, there are limited spaces because I really want to connect with people and I want to make it as practical. It's going to be as practical as possible, helping you understand a concept and then apply that concept. So you walk out feeling, I know what to do with this anxiety that I'm feeling. So I hope you'll join me there. We're also offering CMEs and CEUs. So if you need to to get points, you're going to be able to get CMEs and CEUs. I also have amazing guest speakers, Michelle Williams, my dear friend, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. She's going to be one of the speakers speaking about depression. We're going to be doing an amazing workshop on that. And there's so much more. So go to the link in the show notes and sign up for this year's conference, my mental health retreat in Dallas, Texas, 2nd through 4th of December. One more thing before we begin, this podcast isn't medical advice. 
So if you need medical advice, please contact your appropriate medical professional. This is an educational podcast. And now back to today's podcast on mental fatigue. What is mental fatigue? So I've got a great definition. Mental fatigue happens when we experience prolonged periods of demanding conscious cognitive activity. So a couple of things. Let's break that down. Mental fatigue. Mental meaning mind. Our mind gets tired. What part of our mind? We're going to break that down in a moment. So mental fatigue is mind fatigue. Our mind gets tired. Our brain also gets tired. We have limited energy in any one day and the conscious mind and the brain and the body get tired. So mental fatigue is a tired mind and a tired brain that has occurred when there has been prolonged periods of conscious, cognitive, demanding activity. Our mind is always working. And when we consciously awake, our mind is working in a very busy way. Our mind is always active. And even when you're asleep, your mind is active. We'll talk about that in a moment. But our mind is always active. But it's how that activity is being managed will contribute to mental fatigue or not. So in other words, you'll manage the, you won't get mental fatigue or you will get mental fatigue. So mental fatigue is going to come from unmanaged, prolonged periods of demanding cognitive activity that you don't manage. Okay, so it's obviously different for everyone. I mean, certain people will find certain things more demanding than other people. I'm a high stimulated, highly stimulated person. I like lots of activity. I get really hyped up. I can go for long periods of time. And then I just need to withdraw and be away from people in order to literally force myself to calm down. Otherwise, I find I keep going, going, going. And then the next day it hits me and I'm absolutely mentally fatigued. So I've had to read this in my own body and manage this in order to keep myself under control because if mental fatigue if it's unmanaged can lead to feeling things like depression and anxiety and just not feeling right and you can get very very low so it's really important to to manage mental fatigue so it's obviously different for everyone and what's happening in the environment remember you are a product of your environment as well so it's not about you it's about you in the world you can't exclude yourself from the world so whatever's going on in the world is going to be going on is going to be impacting you, your experience in your environment. You are processing through your mind into your brain and into your body. So it's and and also mental fatigue is more than just having an off day. We all have off days. Mental fatigue is where it's prolonged. And there's been a prolonged series of things going on in your life that have led to you feeling this bout of you wake up in the morning and you just like you've slept, but you wake up and you just feel mentally fatigued, or you kind of wake up sort of refreshed and the day starts and you're just mentally fatigued. Just the sense of heaviness and mental fatigue, this prolonged feeling, and it's come from demanding conscious cognitive activity for prolonged periods of time. Okay, Mental fatigue is actually a normal response to an accumulation. So here's the whole thing of prolonged, an accumulation of challenging events and circumstances. So it's that boom, 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 boom thing, an accumulation of prolonged, demanding, challenging events and circumstances that have just been carrying on and you haven't been managed. And it affects the mind because the mind is how we process it. It affects the brain because the mind processes the information, the experience into the brain. It affects the body because the mind processes the experience into the brain and the body. Okay. And so therefore it is a whole collective experience. So let's quickly understand the mind. The mind has got three parts. Okay. You get the conscious mind, the non-conscious N-O-N and the unconscious mind. 
and you also get the subconscious mind. So it's conscious mind, non-conscious mind, subconscious mind. We often hear unconscious mind. Unconscious mind is not a part of mind. It's a state of mind. So for example, if you get knocked out by a baseball bat or you have an anesthetic, that's the unconscious mind. So that's a different state. It's a state of mind. So mind per se is the conscious mind and the conscious mind is awake when you're awake. So right now your conscious mind is working. Your conscious mind is is fairly slow. It works at about 2,000 actions per second. And you'll hear why I'm saying that's slow in a moment. And it gets tired. Okay. And it's awake when you're awake. So the conscious mind is working when you're awake. Then you get the non-conscious, N-O-N, non-conscious mind. And the non-conscious mind is awake 24-7. It is always going, always working with all your thoughts, with the embedded memories from a certain point in the womb to the age you're at now are stored. It is so active. It's dynamic. It's beyond space and time. It operates on quantum principles. It is where your wisdom is stored. It is where every experience is stored. It is that intu- when you get intuitive, you're tapping into the non-conscious mind. It's the driving force behind how you function. It's what's shooting thoughts up into your conscious mind at the moment. From your non-conscious mind, your, non- you know, your non-conscious mind is pushing thoughts up into your mind as you're listening to me right now and as, you, as you're watching me, for those of you that are also watching. So in other words, as, you, as you're experiencing something, I'm stimulating all kinds of thoughts that are popping up into your conscious mind from your non-conscious mind. Your non-conscious mind operates at about 400 billion actions per second, beyond space and time, never goes to sleep. So your non-conscious mind is always working. It's always working for survival, for regulation, for balance. And so whenever there's something that's not right in the non-conscious mind, like a toxic thought or something that you haven't processed, then the, to- the non-conscious mind tries to restore the balance that, that, in- that the toxic issue will create and then pushes it up into the conscious mind. One of the most effective ways to improve brain health is ensuring your body receives proper daily nutrition. And while diet culture has made it increasingly more difficult to determine which foods are best, one thing remains constant. Whole foods offer optimal nutrient absorption. This is why I recommend Memory's delicious whole food powders. It is the easiest way to get the highly absorbable whole foods your brain and body need to perform their best. I love how versatile their products are. It's your daily greens mix, your plant-based protein powder, and fiber-heavy gut health solution combined into a single form. And they make it extremely easy to incorporate into your daily routine. All three delicious flavors can be quickly mixed into an 8-ounce glass of water. I prefer the blackberry ginger with chilled water, blended with a smoothie, or even incorporated into your favorite recipes. One 8-ounce glass of memory contains over a serving of leafy green veggies, 10 grams of plant-based protein, 6 grams of fiber, and absolutely zero added sugars or sweeteners. It's also a great source of antioxidants, which comes from its first ingredients, blueberries, vitamin A and K, magnesium, and plant-based omega-3s. It is the perfect complement to your diet and a product that I recommend adding to your daily routine. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners will receive 30% off at checkout by going to yourmemory.com forward slash leaf. That's Y-O-U-R-M-E-M-O-R-E dot com forward slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. What is the subconscious mind? The subconscious mind is like a bridge between the conscious and the non-conscious mind. So it's this bridge. So in other words, right now I'm talking, your conscious mind is processing what I'm saying, 
as I'm saying it, thoughts are popping up, as I already mentioned. They're popping up from the non-conscious through the subconscious, so you're becoming aware of them. So it's that just aware level, and then you, as you, if you focus on them and pay attention to them, then you become fully conscious of them. So the subconscious is that in-between consciousness and non-conscious. Okay, and remember, unconscious is when you get knocked out. Okay, so the important thing is that the non-conscious mind never stops, never gets tired, is a high-powered energy force. The conscious mind, as I mentioned, does get tired. So you have limited energy in a day. And so what that means is that things that drain your energy from your brain and your mind are things that we need to recognize and we need to limit them. And mental fatigue will come from not identifying or identifying, maybe you know about them, but you're not managing those things that are draining you. And you might be saying, okay, but my life is such that I can't get away from those things. I understand that you may be totally maybe in situations that there's chronic pressure all the time for whatever reason, because that's why I said this is so individualistic. But there are things that you can do that in, in the course of a day to help you to manage the mental fatigue to keep you in wisdom. Because when you're in mental fatigue, when this, this exhaustion accumulates in your mind, in your conscious mind, in your brain, because that's exactly what it is, it's this accumulated exhaustion from this constant effort it's going to affect your wisdom. Your decision-making is not going to be good. The oxygen and blood levels will drop in the front of your brain. You're going to get a lack of coherence between the two sides of the brain. That's going to increase high beta, which is going to make you feel more anxious. That means your amygdala in your brain is also going to have too much high beta going through it. So you're going to tend to go towards the negative more than the positive. You're going to you think of your amygdala like a library. And a library's got books. And one part of the library's got all this the negative potential things that could happen, probabilities, and the other side's got the, the good stuff, the, the things that could happen, good stuff. And if we if we get ourselves mentally fatigued, we tend to go to the wrong side of the library and then everything's just like bad and just gets worse and we can just read all these narratives of what can be bad. But if we, but that doesn't, that's not a natural part of us. That's something that we, we actually build that part of our amygdala in. We create that library. Whereas the healthy part of the library is the natural state of the amygdala where there's always the other side, where it's always, okay, this has happened, but how can we manage this? How can we change this? What's the other view? How can we look at this differently? So it provides that reconceptualized version. So we, so that, and, and the amygdala doesn't work alone. The amygdala works for the frontal lobe and with the corpus callosum and everything works together. Nothing works in isolation, but different parts of the brain are specialized. So when we're mentally fatigued, we particularly tend to gravitate towards that negative side of the amygdala, that negative part of the library. And then that makes you even more exhausted because you just can't see anything but like negative. You're just seeing all these negative narratives. Okay, so, and this is exhausting. So, I mean, being around, just think about also being around toxic people. If you don't protect yourself from being around toxic people, maybe you can't get away from them because they're your boss or they're your family members or they're people that are in your environment and it's physically impossible to get away from them, maybe for a period of time. So you've got to know how to protect yourself, otherwise mental fatigue will sit in because the conscious effort that goes in, the prolonged conscious effort that goes into just holding yourself together and resisting the remarks and the barbs and the tension and the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff is very draining. So like if you have multiple apps open on your cell phone or your computer, the energy drains out of the battery very quickly. So if you close all the apps, and you make some decisions like that and you reduce the light or whatever, you actually then can make a plan to save a bit more power. 
And that's how we've got to think of it. When you talk to someone who's emotionally very toxic in your life, and as you interact with them, that is draining your energy. And the conscious effort of your conscious mind is getting drained because there's limits to your conscious energy, not your non-conscious. Your non-conscious is just saying, hey, put up a boundary. Hey, move away from this. Hey, do some sort of a technique. Imagine putting this a suit of armor around you and, and, and letting that information bounce off you. And a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, let me just pop this over here, is in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, where I give you techniques like the armor and understanding the mind and all these things I'm talking about now in my latest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, which you can pick up wherever books are sold. If you haven't yet got a copy, get a copy. Okay, and then, so mental effort and mental fatigue are super closely related, okay? And this is because of this mind-brain connection. So another example, if you ruminate on something you can't change, that's going to drain the energy out of your brain and your mind, okay? And if you are getting stuck in the should have, could have, would have, um, I wish I'd done that, and you find yourself going round and round, I wish I'd said this, I wish I'd worn that, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd thought that, I wish, that's so draining. And there's a surge of power that is taken out of your brain and your conscious mind when you think like that, and that leads to mental fatigue. So mental fatigue is actually like a warning signal telling you, because that's your non-conscious mind saying, okay, listen, you, this is, you should not be doing that. And mental fatigue therefore becomes a warning signal of if I am mentally fatigued, I know there's something that I am doing with my mind that is draining the energy from my brain and my body. And it's prolonged and it's been going on too long because I'm feeling this extensive mental fatigue. We want to start thinking like that. That's mind management, okay? So mental effort and mental fatigue are closely related. So putting, so for example, if you are talking to that toxic person or you're ruminating on would have, could have, should have, that requires tremendous amount of mental effort. That, and that then leads to mental fatigue. They're very closely related. It's exhausting being around a toxic person. I'm sure you've had that. It's exhausting when you beat yourself up ruminating about something. It's so exhausting afterwards. So there's a close relationship there. Okay, and especially if you look at the whole neural response, which I'm going to explain to you. So each time we pay attention, I'm just going to read this to you because I wrote this out so well. Each time we pay attention to something, we process it with our minds and build it as memories into thought trees in the brain. Okay, so you've heard me say this so often. So here's our thought tree. Every time, every time that you think about something, you're building these trees. Okay, so this requires sustained attention. So as if, and you're going to do this whether you're building a healthy tree, and I'm holding up a green tree for those that are listening, and toxic tree for those that are listening only, I'm holding up a wiry looking tree. So anything that you pay attention to, whether it is a healthy thing or a toxic thing, so that whether it's that person talking to you that's toxic, whether you are reading something that's toxic, whether you're reading something that's great and whether you're having a great conversation, all of those require energy. But the great conversation and the great thing you're reading don't drain energy. They actually, they, they do take energy. So you can't keep going all day long, but you won't get tired. You won't get mental fatigue. You'll get normal tiredness. So this builds normal tiredness. This builds mental fatigue. Okay, draining. And I'm holding up the toxic one now. Okay. So when you're having a great creative run at work and you just keep going and going and going, this is building healthy stuff, but it's still draining your battery. And and this is the example I gave in the beginning. I can get on a high doing research, talking about research, doing interviews, one interview after another and talking to people about this stuff. And I'm draining, draining, draining. And it's not going to happen. It's going to happen not as fast as if I'm in a toxic state, 
But eventually, if I don't give myself a break, I will go into a level of mental, a type of mental fatigue that is actually also related to this prolonged sustained attention. Because even this build, even though it's healthy, it still requires sustained attention. And you have what we call the quantum Zeno effect happening, which is the repeated effort that makes learning take place. So therefore, when I get into that state, I can also recognize I've got mental fatigue. And when I didn't manage it, it would always hit me a couple of hours afterwards, once I maybe got in the plane after being in an event where this happened or where I'd worked for a run of like 10, 12 hours in a day and I went to have dinner and I suddenly said, why am I so flat? Why do I feel so depressed? Why do I keep saying I'm so tired? I'm so tired. Why do I just... So I know those are my warning signals where I have created mental fatigue through a creative act. It's much easier to recognize when you've got mental fatigue from a toxic thing because we all know, like we've, we say that kind of thing, oh, I feel so drained from talking to that person. And if it happens constantly, if it's sustained over prolonged periods of time, we can have quite bad mental fatigue. Think of the pandemic, how we were bombarded daily, 90% of the day with just negative stuff that was draining our energy. People got pandemic fatigue. Over the election time, it's just like, you know, the, the, the fatigue that happened over this last election. I mean, any kind of major, the, the racism that's, that's going on, the fatigue from that. Okay, so things, big things in our environment and then things in our own lives personally can drain us. So much of healthy eating has to do with the mind. And I say this from personal experience and research. Not only does the brain need lots of good nutrients, but it also impacts how we eat, from what we choose to put in our plates and how we feel when we eat the food we do. Unfortunately, traditional diet culture often fails to take this into account, which is why it often makes people feel worse off than before, potentially setting you up in a toxic cycle of restricting certain foods. Enter Noom, using a cognitive behavioral approach With Noom, you'll learn to focus on why instead of what in order to change your relationship with eating. Noom teaches you how to unlearn toxic eating habits and build new healthy and life-sustaining celebration of food. Everybody's journey is different, which is why Noom customizes a program for you based on your personal life goals. With Noom, not only have I learned how to eat better, but also how to navigate the grocery store more efficiently and shop better and enjoy my food with more without feeling the need to label one thing as good and one thing as bad. Or then feeling guilty about wanting to eat a certain way. But the best thing about Noom is that even though they're all about evidence-based science, they're also passionate about creating more empathic approaches to creating a healthier life, which is just the kind of helping hand many of us need when trying to live healthier lifestyles. So, start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash drleaf. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So what do we do to manage this? We need to be able to manage the situation. So what I've done is created a little simple, I'm going to give you an example of, of, of the neurocycle that I use, just getting it up here, that I use to help myself when I recognize I'm either in mental fatigue, remember that's a state of exhaustion from prolonged demanding conscious activity whether it's a healthy version or whether it's a toxic version toxic version drains you way quicker and is much easier to identify and the creative one is not as easy to identify and takes longer but both results in mental fatigue okay easier to bounce back from this the healthier version than it is from the toxic version but both need management so the neurocycle is a system i developed over 38 years ago for how to manage the mind. As I always say, and for those that are listening to me for the first time, the mind is not the brain. The mind is separate from the brain. They work together. Your mind is your first cause. Your mind drives the brain and the body. 
Without the mind, the brain and the body can do nothing. So the mind is like your aliveness, your ability to experience life. It's an energy force. It's an electromagnetic and quantum energy force that we can literally measure using things like the QEEG and fMRI, whatever we're seeing, the different types of technology can help us see this energy force. Even an EKG in the heart shows that there's this life force. So it's a life force. It's real. It exists and we can control it. We have agency over our mind. Sometimes we don't feel like we have, but we do. We have this wise mind and none, and, and, and messy mind. And it's okay to have a messy mind. So when we get into mental fatigue, essentially we getting, we have got this kind of messy mind because we are sustaining our attention for too long without a break, Okay, as I've been describing. So the neurocycle is this process of how we get our wise mind to manage our messy mind. So it's all mind. You getting a wise mind to manage messy mind, this is all mind stuff, so it's mind. So we're using our mind to manage our mind. We're using our, accessing our wise mind to manage our messy mind. And the neurocycle is the system for how you do this. You can put any technique that you want into that, but it's an essentially it's a five-step system that I explain in depth in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, and in my neurocycle app. We'll put the links in the show notes to my app and to the book. And the app's great because I literally am giving you therapy and walking you through this. But it's when you do these five steps, which I developed years ago for my patients and which I've developed, con- continue to develop and expand and improve and do research on over the years. This whole book is about the, some of my latest research on the neurocycle. But neuro meaning brain, cycle meaning you're moving through the brain. So you, how, it's how you use your mind to drive your mind, to drive the energy force through your brain so that you can actually change your brain. So you're driving your neuroplasticity with your mind. A big concept, but also a very simple concept. It's very empowering. So five steps, you gather awareness, you reflect, you write, you recheck, and you do an active reach. Each of those is profoundly deep, and there's an impact happening as you move through the five steps sequentially, which I explain in depth in the book. So to give you an example of how you would use the neurocycle for managing mental fatigue, the first thing is you have to gather awareness. You have to gather awareness of the patterns or the signals, the signals of the fact that you're in mental fatigue. And so that's, for example, if if it's the good one, I gave you the example, I would actually then become aware of, gosh, I've had such a long day. I haven't stopped talking. I'm so excited. Everything's stimulating me. It feels like I can't sleep, but I'm exhausted and I want to sleep. Those would be my signals. So I would pick up on my emotional signals, like I'm feeling like a little bit flat, even though I was so high and so excited. Uh, My behavioral signals, my brain feels sore, literally feels tired, my body feels tired, I just feel like, oh, I just want to sit down and just close my eyes, but I close my eyes and my mind's still going, so my behaviors are such that I want to settle down, but my mind is still going, and my perspective is, at that moment, I'm exhausted, so you ask yourself some questions, what are your emotional warning signals, frustration, depression, anxiety, on edge, irritable, what are the physical warning signals in your brain and body, does your brain feel tired, but your mind doesn't want to stop, are you feeling fluey, I often get a fluey sense of fluiness when I'm around toxic people and my energy is being drained. The fluy symptom is what I've seen that happens in my body when I'm around a toxic draining situation. And when I'm in around, around a, where I've just overstimulated my brain, that's when I just get that my brain feels sore. So I've managed to work out what my physical signals are. And that's what you can do. And as I said, you'll, this is just a quick version, but you can get it in depth in the book. When it comes to mental well-being, there are many little things we can do every day to help us feel less stressed and more at peace. 
And one of my favorite self-care practices is wearing a favorite item of clothing or jewelry, something I know best expresses who I am and how I feel during the day. This is why I love Anna Louise jewelry. Their unique and gorgeous pieces, like their pearl drop hoops, which I am currently wearing, and their pearl necklace, which I plan on matching to my date night outfit tonight, are made using recycled materials whenever possible, as well as transparent business practices that are kind to the earth. Their sustainably crafted pieces not only bring joy to those who wear them, but also to those who make them. And with their summer sale, they can bring you joy too. You can now save up to 20% at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf. I love how Anna Louisa consistently proves how elegance and luxury do not have to come at a great cost to us or the planet. All of their prices are fair, with jewelry starting at just $39. Not only can you save up to 20% at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf, but they also make it so easy to find the pieces that allow you to celebrate you with new collections released every Friday. I absolutely love everything they sell. All of their pieces are simple yet stunning, and you'll find yourself reaching for them every day to make your outfits shine. I highly recommend checking out Anna Louisa. I love them. Their pieces start at $39, and you can get 20% off with their summer sale at shop.analouisa.com slash drleaf. Shop at A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. And then behavioral signals. What are you doing? Is there a pattern? Because remember, mental fatigue sets in over a period of time. So you can have little elements of mental fatigue or you can find that you've maybe been doing it for five or six days in a row or maybe even longer. So the the there's a, a behavioral changes that start occurring over a period of time. So maybe are you experiencing bursts of aggression? Are you more irritable than normal? Are you backing to concentrate for longer periods of time? Do you keep feeling like you need naps but don't ever seem to feel rested? I mean, these are very good indications that you are in mental fatigue. And then your perspective, your mind, your mindset, your perspective. Do you think feels, do you feel, does it feel like in general things are just getting too much? Like I would find when I would go through a period of like a whole week of where I'd really been traveling a lot and overstimulated and doing research and just sleeping, but just not really giving myself a break, going into mental fatigue where I found I would say things to, to my husband like, oh, this is all getting too much for me. I don't think I can do this much more. I don't like this. And then I know, then as soon as I'm rested, I'm saying, why did I even say that? I love my work. So that my behavior, my perspective had shifted because I was in mental fatigue. So I know the signs now. Because I've neurocycled so often, I've trained myself to recognize the signs. Okay, then I would reflect. Quickly gather awareness. You can do that in a couple, like in less than a minute, and you can reflect. And you can reflect on the warning signals, each that you've gathered, and start thinking. Reflecting is asking, answering, and discussing. So why do I feel this exhaustion? What have I done this week? Why, why am I feeling ask and answer and discuss? Dig deep. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated because I can't seem to get to the creative work because I'm always being interrupted or I feel like I'm rushing from one thing to the next without savoring anything. Or So in other words, you've gathered them. Now you want to see why. Go deep. Ask, answer, discuss. Then you write that down. Just pour it on paper, preferably in the version of a metacog, which is phenomenal for getting the two sides of the brain to work together, for getting you digging deep and finding that stuff in your unconscious mind. The answers are in your unconscious mind for everything. Because that's where your wisdom is and that's where stuff is built. That's where the traumas are. Everything's there. This neurocycle is helping you get in there and find that stuff. 
So the Metacog really, the five steps with the Metacog is step three, are all gearing you to get you inside to the non-conscious mind so that you can deconstruct and reconstruct and get make it work for you. So the right, you just pour it down. The recheck is where you get more insight, where you start looking at your patterns. So for example, in your emotion, I'll give you one example. So if your emotional warning signal is maybe that you see that you're very frustrated, that there's this pattern of frustration, then your the antidote that you reconceptualize is, okay, I'm frustrated because I just feel like I'm not getting a chance to really do what I love at work. I'm just doing all this basic stuff that just keeps things going. I need to change my work routine so I have some time to do my creative work uninterrupted. And this is actually what happened to me. My mental fatigue had frustration attached to it. And I realized it's because I'm so busy doing all the stuff that I love, but I'm not getting to the stuff that really builds me, which is the creative work. And you can't just do creative work in between and on a plane. It doesn't work like that. I needed blocks of I needed blocks of time. So I my recheck to counter this mental fatigue was to carve change my schedule to carve creative blocks, even if it was one day a week, uninterrupted in my schedule in order to do the creative work that I need to build the resilience in my brain to counter that mental fatigue. And then the, the last thing is you do a little active reach, which is an action. And that's basically like a summary statement that you put into your active reach reminders that combines all four warning signals. So for example, it's like an all systems alert mental fatigue warning signal. So my active reach for for mental fatigue is one of, I go with the physical first because it's easier for me in this particular instance. If I'm feeling fluey, just suddenly out of the blue, then I know I'm mentally fatigued from a toxic personal situation. So then I know that's a warning signal for me. And then I can grab that and then I start gathering awareness and doing my neurocycle. So my active reach is that this, this ongoing little statement that I've typed into my phone that is in the in the neurocycle app. There's a section where you can put your active reach reminders in and it pops up as a consistent one that just comes up. And I remind myself. And in that I, I have my, am I feeling fluey or am I feeling that my brain is sore? Am I feeling like, I don't like this. Is that my perspective? Am I feeling like the, the, the in my body, am I feeling the flu, flu symptoms? Am I feeling, am I, what is my other one? Behavioral, am I finding that I'm withdrawing a bit? And so in other words, I've created a statement where I've taken all four little things that are triggers for me, made them into a statement. And another part of it is, I'm just reading it on my phone, is am I doing too many if onlys? So I've got four, like four sentences that I have that I've put into like a little statement. And when those start happening, when, I, when those pop up on my phone and they pop up every day, I check, am I in one of these? No, I'm fine. So I've got my mental fatigue under control. But if they pop up and I can say, oopsie, something there is happening, I pay attention. Within two or three seconds, I'm back on back starting a neurocycle. Within four or five minutes, I've got it under control and I get my mental fatigue under control. Another thing that I do is when I say I do that, get it under control, one of the things that's very important is that I will see, okay, my boundary for work is not working. I need to change that boundary or this toxic situation has come back. What am I going to do? I need to do something new. So in other words, when I do that neurocycle, my last step, my active reach may change what I have written on my phone, typed into my phone, which reminds me of the signals. I may have to create a new little action. So I may have to decide, okay, this is going to have to change. That's not working. So in other words, I go to another level of development of management of the issue and the mental fatigue issue when if I see something new coming up. So I've got my standard statement that activate that activates me, pulls me back in, I do my neurocycle, then in my active reach I always then 
see, do I need new actions? That Because there's some new thing that's making me mentally fatigued. And I'm telling you this is a lifesaver because when you're mentally fatigued, I don't have to tell you, if you've experienced mental fatigue, it affects everything. It kind of puts this like cloud on you that drives your energy level to a point where everything is an effort. And then then that can just lead as you to all kinds of other stuff. And you can't do trauma work, you can't, you know, relationships, sleeping, it just can accumulate. So before mental fatigue gets you, you need to get mental fatigue. So I hope this has helped you. I hope you get the book. I hope you get the NeuroCycle app. I hope to see you at my conference. And I look forward to talking to you next time. And remember, get that mental fatigue before it gets you. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.